0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, that new Pokemon has a name. It's Melton. But is it too cute? It's dangerous to go alone. So the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news in the week, including sort of a lot of Pokemon news. And then on Thursday, come back because we are going to have our review discussion of Dragalia Lost, the new Nintendo mobile game. Um, So that'll be good. But Mark, in the meantime... How are you? I'm feeling great. I just ate a breakfast burrito. Yeah, you sure did. And that's kind of the best way to kick off a podcast recording session. Especially one at night. Like, it should be noted that it is 8.30 in the evening right now, which is quite a time for a breakfast burrito. It's the perfect time for a breakfast burrito. There are some times that I want a breakfast burrito later in the day, but I've already had eggs, and I've got I don't like it. I don't like double dipping on eggs. Oh, you got a weird thing about double eggs? Yeah, just a weird thing about double eggs. That's all. Like, if I already had eggs once, I'm like, that's it. I've accomplished. I got the eat eggs achievement for the day, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I really turned that around on you, but maybe I am the weird one for being okay eating eggs multiple times a day. How many meals do you consume eggs at per day? I mean, usually less than one. Mm. But I could go for multiple egg meals you, a don't day. Even, you don't even think about it. I don't even saying. think about you, it. So, like, we could be giving you eggs all day. Maybe after we'd... multiple days of egg meals, I'd be like, should I pump the brakes like, on eggs? What's up with all these eggs? Uh, how, where where do you stand on uh, egg whites v. Uh, just eggs altogether? Uh, I have no strong stance. I no, eat No strong stance? No, I eat uh, the whole egg, including yolk, all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but if somebody's like, do you want an egg white omelet? I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, if I'm making myself eggs in the morning and I'm scrambling them, uh-huh. I will do one egg just like as is. Okay. And then the second egg, just the white. And what do you do with the yolk? Trash. Oh, gotcha. Right down the garbage disposal. And then I usually forget to run the garbage disposal, come home at the end of the day. And I'm like, what's that smell? I know what that smell is. I just don't want to turn on the garbage disposal in the morning. Mark, I'm talking too much about this. Um, w- here's what we need to talk about. Uh, there, if you, you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. This is a natural transition, isn't it? <laughs> From egg yolks to Sonic? He... he loves chili dogs. There you go. And you can't make the bun of a chili dog without breaking an egg? The casing. What do you mean? Of a chili dog. A chili dog. I am, I am of course, thinking of a corn dog. That's right. Mark, come on. You have not your whole life pressed the corn dog button. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can email us your address. Uh, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. You go on a list, um, it's a good list, it's not a bad list, and I send you my copy of this game. On Switch, you play it for as long as you want, you send it back, and uh, everyone gets to enjoy that game. Here's the other thing you should do with that email address. Tell me. Is send us your picks, one or multiple, for the eight best NES games of all time. That's right. Because on November 8th, we're going to be making a definitive list of the eight best NES games, and we really need your help. Yeah, because, look... Otherwise, we're going to make some strange choices. I thought Sonic was eating corn dogs this whole time. Yeah. So we're idiots, right? And I don't know where you put an egg in a corn dog. I think you do, but I don't know where it is. So we need your help. And look, even if you just want to say, hey, it's w- whatever you guys want to put on this list is fine. Just so long as, you know, Ice Climber doesn't appear on the list. That's a that's a fine contribution, too. We will accept that. Now. One thing you need to keep in mind is Mm -hmm. we are only going to be putting one game per series on this list. So if you love three Mega Man games, you can nominate three of them, but we're only going to put a single Mega Man game on there. Right. And this will, of course, get super tricky around Mario and Super Mario. And does Dr. Mario count in that same category? I mean, we mostly designed these so that we will end up yelling at each other. Oh, yes, oh yes, and we will yell at you, of course, and your choices um it'll be it'll uh, I'm anticipating having a good time uh, making some new friends, making some new enemies. um I think it'll be good. what's the email address? Oh Nintendo cartridge society at gmail dot com and thank you already to Dustin, Adam, and Jason for getting us their picks. um if you aren't those three people that we listed, uh those three guys beat you to the punch, so like Get in there. Skate or die isn't going to nominate itself. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So because it is our our topic for Thursday's episode, we have both been playing Dragalia Lost. I would like to leave our impressions of that entirely a mystery until Thursday. Mark, do you agree to these terms? I, I do. I have not played anything else this week. I uh, I played a little bit of NES Switch Online. Yes, and I when I was playing, I opened the lobby up, and one of my friends joined us, a listener of the show, uh, at Super Game Joy on Twitter. Cool. And uh, I was playing Doctor Mario. They hopped into my game of Doctor Mario. I like freaked out because I I uh, I was like playing a single player game. Saw somebody join. So I was like, "How? What? What am I supposed to do? Like, how do I? Uh, what? What do I do? How do I make this work?" Right. Totally messed it up. Computer hail. <laughs> totally fumbled it. Right. So, uh, he disconnects, and I see that he's playing, Gradius. Yes. With an open lobby, and so I jump into Gradius. We play that for a little bit together. Um, the game is. It's a very. It was. It was actually fun to play Gradius in two player because. Uh, I would watch them play, uh-huh. and then uh, you can, like, applaud when you're watching, and so I would <laughs> applaud, and then I would get a turn, it's Very polite. and then, you know, we would go back and forth, um, but it, it was really laggy, mm-hmm. and uh, the Switch kept telling me, like, your connection is bad. Um, You can go to settings and, like, l- turn on low latency mode. It's like, how do I do that when I am currently in a game? Um... Yeah, you have to bring up the suspend menu and then to like the options and then push like X or Y or something, right? And it's like it is—it is a buried feature. And I'm not in control of the suspend menu because I'm in right uh, another person's lobby. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it's it, it was cool to do. It was fun to connect, um, and with to somebody and, like play and like applaud. Uh. It, my this initial experience did not make me super excited to try again. Sure, sure. Uh, you, you at least like with rando. Um, uh, I wonder. So you can also use the phone app then to voice chat with the person that you are in that lobby with, uh-huh. right? That's it. I guess. Yeah. That is true. Follow up. Yeah. That, yes. <laughs> Accurate statement. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you think it's weird that you have to like go out to um like from the suspend menu you have to like go out to like choose a different game before you can get to that little like gear settings icon that you don't have all of the options like either to change the screen setting or whatever from the you have to like close out of the game yeah i think i do i think it's dumb um, yeah why isn't that stuff like just in there i it, it's the so NES close to being right. switch online just feel like lacks the polish i expect from these experiences from Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, it's obviously a good offering because it's playing NES games on my Switch, and I'm that's cool to do. But like all the little details around it, the stuff that they nailed so hard, yeah. with like the classic editions, uh, is just like totally lost here. Yeah. Um. Well, we will, I'm sure, play more of that in the future and continue to report back on it, probably forever. Um, do those new games come out soon? Do we know this? When uh, when the new... No, the, like the games that come out in October, I don't think we know when they are dropping. Well, the, the, the first set um, and the online service launched, what, the 16th or something like mm-hmm. that? So maybe we got to wait for mid-month. All right, uh, Mark, let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. All right, today, October 2nd mega man 11 is released i'm so excited for this mark i this look i might stay up tonight for this game and wait for it to come out and I don't, then play it uh i don't think it do- i want it mark <laughs> uh actually maybe you can because if you can you preload it in that case you probably will be able to play it tonight. Oh yeah, I guess you're right because the uh, eShop doesn't like update until like update, 9 a.m. Basically. Yeah. Um, well, okay then, I can also just wait and play it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm very excited about this game. Is the but thing. you are going to buy it on Switch? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, of course. I play it on the go. I don't need to like uh, get trophies or achievement. What do I? What do I? Where Where else am I going to play this game? And then on October 5th, Super Mario Party is released. Yep. Um, how we, what's our general temperature on Super Mario Party? What is your general temperature on Mario Party full stop? Wow. Okay. So with zooming way out, uh, how do I feel about Mario Party? Um, the only Mario Party game that I have ever owned is the original Mario Party on Nintendo 64. And I remember loving that and playing a lot of it. Um, but have not... You know, would, like, grind the hole in my hand with, uh, you know, we had to, like, rotate the, the joystick. Um, and for some reason, we were all like, palm of your hand. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> um, but I haven't really, like, gone back to them since. Um, I, and I'm not really sure why. I don't think they really have good reputations outside of maybe the first two. Um, but I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm, like, conditionally excited about this one. Um, I'm going to a cabin with some friends this weekend, and so I've upgraded my maybe I'll get this to, like, oh, I'm going to get it, and we're going to play it at this cabin. Oh, that seems maybe, like, especially if you guys are snowed in. If we're um, snowed in, we're going w- to Lake Arrowhead. <laughs> it <laughs> it southern California. Snow. It's, gonna it's get, October. It's going to get as cold as 38 degrees. So... D- Can it snow at 38 degrees? I don't think it can. Okay. (laughs) Um, But if we get snowed in, absolutely, we'll have some beers and, uh, you know, play uh, Super Mario Party. Are you, you, last time you and I spoke about it, it seemed like you were like, I don't know how I'm, how I'm feeling. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Is that there are so many games that I want to buy coming out in October and November. Right. That it. Doesn't make and so little time yes. to play games. Yes, that it doesn't make sense. Like to buy all of these games. That it's like I have a hard time believing that I'm going to play a ton of Mario Party. Yeah, when the next week Super Mario the, Party, uh, Super Mario Party, the world ends with you comes out. Yeah, the week after that, Dark Souls comes out. Yeah, you know, like there's just a lot going on, and so I don't have a ton of. <laughs> I don't have a ton of like personal nostalgia or affinity for Mario Party. Yeah. So this is lower on my priority list for sure. Um, I'm I'm mostly excited about it. Uh I mean I'm I I'm interested in it no matter what, but knowing that I have this specific weekend with friends like to play, it seems like That really does seem like the ideal circumstance, especially if you guys, if there's, like, a blizzard and, you know. Right, and then, like, maybe there's, like, kind of an avalanche and we get, like, snowed in. But, like, a fun avalanche. Like a fun one, one right, yeah. Right, and, like, you know, we... It's, like, cozy. Right, and, like, we joke about who we would eat first, but, like, we would never actually come to that. But then, like, the days start to get, like, a little bit longer and you're, like, well, maybe it will come to that. And, like, we joked about it, but I don't think I can eat Colin. Like, I don't, that doesn't... Could I live with myself? All right, Mark, let's uh, close out of this segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, in a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, do we drink enough water? Do you think you drink enough water? Can I tell you what one of the most disappointing things for me is? What's it? It's when I feel like I'm super hydrated, <laughs> and I've been doing like uh-huh. I've been drinking a lot of water. Doing an awesome job. Staying and away from salty snacks. Staying away from salty snacks. And still, urine is not clear. Like, what's going on? How much water do I have to drink? Uh, we, we have not done any research here. How much water do we need to drink? What is it recommended that you drink? Like, like eight f- glasses of water a five day? Five glasses a day, but... I think that's pseudoscience. Oh, like I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's real. Do you think that uh, we drink too much water as like a, a a society, or like that it's prescribed that we drink too much? Just like uh, we have these notions about how much like protein we're supposed to eat, and like we really don't need as much protein. Well, as, see, like, I wonder. I wonder if like with with all that stuff, yeah, they uh, want you to overshoot. Like they're like we're overshooting. It's like yeah drink a dozen glasses of water a day cuz they know they're going to do it. <laughs> so like even if you get if you get like Halfway a there. fourth right. of that right. then you're like maybe accomplishing what you're supposed to. Um, whenever we record this show, uh-huh. we are drinking waters. We are, yes. Uh usually and right now is no exception, we are drinking carbonated water, mm-hmm. lemon flavored. Yeah, we will not save the brand because we not will a sponsor. not they are not a sponsor. However, if the water bottler from my home state of Wisconsin wants to uh sponsor us, Nintendo Cartridge Society, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I'm talking to LaCroix if you want to reach out to us. Um but I it almost feels like that's part of like the uh, like I don't, I wouldn't necessarily be thirsty throughout like the course of an hour, um, necessarily. But because we're talking, and I don't know, it, it feels like it's part of the, part of the show, right? Yeah, and you also need to like lubricate your throat. Oh yeah, gotta like get it nice and loose and uh-huh. wet and just slosh we it do, all around. <laughs> we do lots of vocal warm ups. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Actually, Mark and I just stare at each other in silence, and then I hit record and just go coming up, <laughs> and he <laughs> taken aback every time. Um, I do think I drink enough water. Oh, um, I carry a water bottle with me when I, uh, I, I I carry a like I said, I carry a water bottle. Um, I am a frequent loser of things that like I carry with me regularly. So like, um, sunglasses, I lose sunglasses, water bottles, I lose. Um, I currently have a, uh, PlayStation uh, water bottle that I got at the PlayStation experience last year. Um. And so I've had that for since since December. I'm very proud of myself for having not lost that thing for ten months. I took it to E3, I took it to Comic Con. Like Yeah. Yeah, that's prime losing place. Absolutely. Stuff. That's prime losing place stuff. Um but so I I will fill up the water bottle and um guzzle it down kinda all day, and especially at work. It's look, water is great at work. Cause you're like you have an excuse to get up. Mm -hmm. You're walking around. Then you have to go to the bathroom. This is just like minutes ticking away. Yeah, yeah. And no one will question you on it. No one will be like, "You're getting more water." Really? they are, that's a litmus test for a huge jerk. Yeah, huge jerk. It's more. It's more socially acceptable than going out for a cigarette. Like it's 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 perfect. So, um, I do think that I drink more on days that I go to work than. Uh, days that I'm not at work here's another thing about me though is that I'm sort of just a compulsive drinker of whatever kind of beverage is in front of me Um, when I was a kid that was a lot of soda I drank a lot of soda like would come home from school open a Mountain Dew drink it it would be gone drink another one before like my mom got home or whatever Um, as a like college student slash adult sometimes that's booze and sometimes it's just you know water so like I will if there's something there I will drink it yeah, I feel that compulsion as well. Um, for yeah, anything that is in front of me, yeah, you just like it's there. Like get it gone, and then you can move on to the next one, which is the same thing. It's the same process. You're just gonna keep drinking. Do you ever go to a restaurant? Oh, well, I guess oh, we'll, we'll never I guess know. We will, in fact, never know. We were accompanied today by an uncredited piano and cellist duo uh, in a video uploaded by Justin Trigger. Justin, credit your artist, man. I don't know what to call these guys. One guy's playing piano and another guy's playing cello. Well, maybe Justin just like happened upon this and then the the musicians left and he's like, I don't know how to credit them. We did chase him out of the room. (laughs) Ask people who ask people. Justin Trigger, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Tell us who these people are. We need to know. Our listeners need to know. Mark, let's get into the news. Last week, we talked about Telltale laying off the majority of their employees and canceling all upcoming and ongoing games Um, as part of Fallout from that. This week, the final season of The Walking Dead was pulled from the Switch eShop, which makes sense since, as far as we know, the two episodes that have been released are the only episodes that will be um, finished. Yeah, and this um, comes on the heels of it being removed from uh, other digital storefronts as well. Uh, so yep, it just it's one more just sort of confirmation that, um, uh, that's gone. And Telltale is a thing of the past. In an in an interview with US Gamer, uh, Monolith Soft's executive director Tetsuya Takahashi talked about the success of Xenoblade Chronicles Two and Torna: The Golden Country, uh, saying, "quote From a sales perspective, I have to say Xenoblade Chronicles Two exceeded my expectations. We really saw more people pick the game up and experience it." in the North American and European territories than we thought would do so. It's still early days for the Torna DLC, but from what we've seen in Japan, the sales of the Torna DLC are exceeding our expectations as well. Do you feel like we're a little bit outside of, I mean, not just a little bit outside, but like I played the first maybe hour and a half of uh, Xenoblade 2, um, and then you've not played like any of it, and we're both sort of like, okay, that's a... It doesn't I'm not it doesn't excite me. I guess it's selling well. I've seen a lot of people playing it, but like um it just hasn't been part of my experience with the Switch. Yeah, totally. And I don't really feel like I'm missing out having not experienced it, even though by all accounts it's like a really good game. Yeah. Um it's interesting because uh we're also talking on like a sliding scale of expectations. Mm-hmm. The game has sold over a million copies. It is a like success by any measure. But it is obviously not, like, a mammoth success. Yeah, sure. So um, so I think that's kind of what they're, like... All of Monolith Soft's games, they're uh, notoriously made on a very um, strict budget. And so I think they can be successful with, you know, obviously with not as many sales. Yeah, whatever as, they're targeting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when asked whether a sequel would keep the fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting, like Xenoblade Chronicles Cross or X. Still don't know how I'm supposed to say that. Uh, Takahashi suggested a third option. He said, I'm someone who gets bored of whatever it is I did last. If the Xenoblade Chronicles series continues, you just might see it take a third option. It might go down a path that hasn't gone down before. Western? That'd be awesome. I would totally love that. So, I know he said that, uh, I know Takahashi said that um, Torna, the Golden Country, the DLC, has um, exceeded their expectations in Japan and they're waiting to see how it Uh, or they haven't really seen how it will do in the west from a outsider's perspective that which again is the perspective we have (laughs) we are outsiders on this game kind of seems like a like i'm not gonna say bombed, but just like uh came and went with Mm. nary a word because it i know that it was available in the as part of like the the season pass, um, yeah, the season yeah. pass for Xenoblade Chronicles Two. So maybe that's where the majority of downloads are coming from. But as far as I can tell, it never even made the top thirty on the Switch's eShop. Um, well, I mean, I guess that doesn't surprise me if if other people are able to buy it as part of the season pass. Also, wasn't the season pass, uh, cheaper? Wasn't it twenty nine ninety nine and or even nineteen ninety nine? And the in standalone is is the standalone forty, 40 bucks. Um, so, I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me if people who had access to the game already and wanted to play more Xenoblade, um, that they just bought it that way or already had it, um, purchased that way than people who are buying it standalone. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, again, this is the two of us from the outside being like, I don't understand what's, what's happening here. And if people are actually enjoying this game or if anyone is buying it. I mean, I just feel like, you know, like on Twitter, I haven't seen a lot about it. Um. Again, it doesn't mean that it like was a huge failure. Yeah. Uh. It just. It always kind of struck me as weird that that was Nintendo's kind of like September release, and oh, was the Torn of the Golden Country? Yeah. I was like, this game came out in December, Mark. <laughs> I'll fight you on that. Hey, are Pokemon too cute to succeed in the West? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I well, we in- con- oh, <laughs> are you, are you suggesting that the answer has already? We've already got an answer. At least one man's opinion. Mm. In an interview with US Gamer, Game Freaks, uh, how do you say this person? Junichi Masuda? Junichi uh, Masuda recalled that his team was initially told that the game would not succeed in the West without redesigning the characters to be less cute. Masuda was confident American players would respond to characters like Charizard and Mewtwo, but worried about the rounder, pinker characters. But of course, history shows us that uh, Jigglypuff is popular among their Richie roots. All the Richie roots of the world. Um, yeah, it's that's that's a weird little like I mean I the cuteness of Pokemon is one of like the that's one of the marketable qualities. Yeah, but I could see how that's risky because generally speaking as a culture, um Japan values cuteness in yeah. a way that the West doesn't or America specifically like does not yeah and and uh specifically in cartoons too and especially when pokemon was coming out in like the 90s right um like any cartoon that you can think of ren and stimpy the simpsons rugrats like all of our cartoon characters are ugly well yeah and even something like animaniacs where they're not like ugly but they are uh They're not cute. No, they're a little (laughs) grotesque. I mean... (laughs) And they don't behave cutely. Right. Um, Except for Dot, of course. He's an angel. (laughs) But even think, like, the uh, Kirby. Yeah. Right? Like, in Japan, he's all smiles and adorable. And in the West, he has, like, angry eyebrows. Because he can't be too... He's a pink blob, but he can't be too cute or people are going to be turned off. No, I still remember the uh, TV commercials for like the early, like the very first Kirby's adventure kirby and dreamland whatever the name of that first game is on game boy um and the ad had like kirby there with like an army guy and kirby sucks in the army guy and like spits him out as this like blob of like flesh and bullets um and you know they're being like he looks cute but he you mess you up um and like you don't you don't need to do that <laughs> well i mean maybe they did i i don't i don't think i don't think history looks kindly on that commercial <laughs> Uh can you play Pokemon Le- Wow, we're posing all these as questions. I love it. Can you play Pokemon Let's Go in handheld mode without motion controls? It's clickbait. They're like little clickbait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um the answer is kind of. So uh there's been some confusion about this, but IGN recently got Nintendo to comment in a little more detail. Um when you're playing the game during Pokemon catch encounters, the Joy-Con gyroscopes will always control the cameras, but so will the left thumbstick. So basically, if you're holding it in a handheld mode, yes, you can use like the left stick um, to move the if, camera around. Yes. But if you like tilt, you, the... or even if you shift a little bit, the camera is going to like move as well. Uh, these encounters also start with the camera focused on the Pokemon, so there should be no need to move your system around to locate it. So any camera controls, be it motion or thumbstick controlled. Are b- n- not not needed. Seemingly, mm. uh, in handheld mode, pokeballs can be thrown by pressing the A button, so you don't have to make like the throwing motion. And there is no way to turn off motion controls. So if you really really hate the idea that the camera will move if you like jostle a little a little bit, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, maybe don't play this game. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, You've already uh, pre-ordered the Pokeball Plus, right? I have. Yeah. Are you going to play the whole game with that thing? Do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I guess it'll depend on how much I like it. Yeah, that's a good point. Or like, if maybe I'll hate it, and then it'll just be like a sixty-dollar souvenir thing that I have. How, hold on. Hold, hold on a minute, Mark. Is, ours, is it $30? Is it, I don't know. Is it that is it $60? I That's a lot of money for a remember. controller with two buttons on it. Maybe it's not. It. Maybe it's 40. Maybe okay. it's $40. Okay. I really can't remember. And it's not it doesn't just have two buttons on it like uh there's a pokemon in there <laughs> yeah, you you're can right. like talk to it and shake it and I forgot that there's a pokemon in there. It comes with a mew, right? And is that the only way to get the mew? Supposedly. We'll I mean, money off. well spent. Right, of course, of course. Uh, the mysterious Ghost Nut Pokemon that we talked about in last week's episode that uh, kind of showed up out of nowhere in Pokemon Go has a name. His name is Melton. He's a hex nut Pokemon, because of course, and a still type. Uh, according to the Pokemon website, most of Melton's body is made from liquid metal and its shape is very fluid. So wait a minute. It's a. Is this a Terminator? Oh, it might be. Okay, so it's... From the future. The final evolution of a Terminator. (laughs) Uh, It can use its liquid arms and legs to corrode metal and absorb it into its own body. Uh, It generates electricity using the metal it absorbs from outside sources. Uh, And it's not entirely clear, but the website seemed to be hinting that in order to encounter Melton in the Let's Go games, you have to interact with him in Pokemon Go, maybe capture him. Uh, They said more details would be coming in the future. So what do we actually expect of Pokemon Let's Go? Because you just said we can encounter him in Let's Go if you encounter him in Go. Well, that's what we think. My caveat would be that, yes, this is my loose interpretation. Uh, and I could be right or I could be wrong. Um, so do do we think that they're that we're going to get more new Pokemon in this thing or I, I don't mean, know the game is so close to release at Well, this point. do you remember uh, I think at the original reveal of the Let's Go games, there was like and there's one mysterious new oh, Pokemon. Yeah. And I I'm is Melton that is Melton that new Pokemon? Could be. Because it could, it could Cause be. otherwise it's just a hundred and fifty one. Yeah. Right. I mean the yeah, one fifty one and then Melton. And then Melton. It's one fifty-two. Yeah. Pokemon's so weird, man. Uh the indie Smash-like game Brawlhalla is getting a new character, Shovel Knight. King Knight, Dark Knight, Plague Knight, and Spectre Knight will also be added as alternate skins for Shovel Knight, complete with their own unique animations. Brawlhalla is coming to the Switch November sixth, but the Knights are all available on the PC version of Brawlhalla uh tomorrow, October third. Um a Smashlight game coming to Switch a month ahead of actual smash um so it, it's like 30 days when we might care about this game <laughs> i this is also the game that i think uh rayman oh Ray. is, rayman rayman is um uh coming to as well uh let me look here real quick because i confuse brawlhalla and brawl out yeah, it feels like there have been a number of um, Smash-like fighters. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm looking at the the lineup for Brawlhalla right now. Um, do, 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 do. I'm gonna scroll all the way to the bottom so I can see guest characters. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see Rayman here, but uh, I might just be. So he might be in the other one. Mark will never know. <laughs> we really we really won't. I've um, already forgotten. That's right. Uh do do these um smash likes does that appeal to you in any way? Have you ever played any of them except for Smash? No, um this it's sort of like kart racers for me. Like I have Mario Kart. I my heart only has room for one and it's kind of all I need. But that closes you off to Mod Nation Racers, which is one of the best karting games ever. And I believe that, but um, you do not. I do. I, I you know I believe it enough. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, according to research firm Sensor <laughs> Tower, Dragalia Lost has grossed 3.5 million dollars over its first five days of release. Uh, that compares to 13 million for Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Heroes, and 4.6 million for Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, are you surprised by those numbers at all? Uh, no. I mean, not really. Like, uh, both Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem are more of a known entity. Mm -hmm. They have more marketability in name alone than Dragalia Lost. Right, which is, you know, you have to almost internally, like, wrestle with yourself to be like, how am I going to pronounce this? Dragalia? (laughs) Uh, Today in the U.S., um, Splatoon 2 is updating to version 4.1.0. This update includes the final new stage that will be released for the game, uh, Skipper Pavilion. As well as new weapons from the Kenza collection and new music. Yeah, new music from I'm gonna forget the name of the band, but it's one of the like in-game bands already, um, which is cool. Um, you know, I I I hopped back into Splatoon. I guess what was it two weeks ago now for the for the Splatfest, and man, I like that game. And, like it's just it's just fun. It's a little bit of a bummer that this is the last new stage that they're gonna add, um, but like I'm still like. I don't know. It's uh, reassuring to know that I can go back to it and there will be some like new stuff. And then, uh, finally. Final news item. We're going to talk about Bowsette. We're going to talk about Bowsette. Now, Mark, do we need to walk through the steps of what Bowsette is? Maybe, maybe the Cliff Notes version for those that are... Truly blissfully unaware. Right. Um, so the, the quick catch up is that um, in the new Super Mario Brothers uh, U Deluxe, there is a new character who is uh, the new character that you can play as, which is Toadette. And when Toadette grabs a super crown, she becomes a character called Peachette. Peachette looks like Peach, but has like some extra ruffles on her dress or something, right? So effectively, this crown turns Toadette into Peach but with et on the end of it and the naming convention there is just ruined it doesn't make any sense because like is peach at the female version of peach no one knows <laughs> right it doesn't make sense um but so the thinking goes if the super crown exists out there out in the universe what happens when bowser puts it on um and of course the he turns into a lady wearing a dress and like you know Black armbands and like a, a choker necklace with like spikes on it, um, and she has horns. And then she and Mario can can hook up. Um, so it came from this uh, a comic that a uh, uh, and I, I don't I don't know the name of the the Twitter user that uh, posted the the original comic, but just it starts with the end of Mario Odyssey where Peach rejects them both. And then Mario and Bowser are like, "Well, we've got this crown." And then like the two of them go on a date, and like it's cute and weird and sort of innocent and whatever. Um, and of course the internet went nuts with this. Um, and so we've seen uh all sorts of unsavory comics, um, and fan art relating to Bowsette. Um, and so let's let's just start let's just start there with Bowsette. Guy, I would like to get your reaction to Bowsette. So somehow I. Well, I'm not actually. I know exactly how it happened. That I missed this is that I saw people were talking about Bowsette and how the internet was going crazy for Bowsette. Yeah, and I was like, I never want to know what this is. So as I explained it to you just now, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, okay, it, it's it's like a pop song, you know. It, you live next to a stop sign, and it, you know, you're, it's unavoidable. You call your oral. Surgeon, I don't know what there. you mean. Why <laughs> you live next to a stop sign? No, 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 it's it's like a, you know, like uh, hmm. you could say I'm I never am going to listen to the radio. I'm never going to hear popular music, but you're going to go to a convenience store. Right. You're going to, you know, like it's you're unavoidable. Going to it at I exist point. on Nintendo internet. That's right. so of course I, you know, even though I did not choose to seek it out, I was introduced to Bowsette. Uh And how do you feel about Bowsette? Um, A mighty indifference. Mighty indifference. Uh-huh. Um, I like Bowsette. I like the uh, messing with the lore a little bit. Um, It, I mean, the whole thing for me has become far too horny. I like I like it being a little bit horny. Like I'm there for that. I'm there a little bit. But there's anytime someone is trying to uh, like that the joke of their thing is like, oh Mario's having sex. I'm like, get that out of here. I don't I don't need it. Like let's do a better joke than this. Because um, more cause of course Mario was having sex. Of course, Mar. Come on. You think Mario doesn't have sex? It's called Super Smash Brothers, Mark. <laughs> um. Ha- and now, have have you been exposed to any of the like variations on Bowset that uh, presume that the Super Crown gets to other Mario villains like the Chain Chomp, Chompette, like Booette? <laughs> See, now I'm way more into that. See, well, I so, love the idea of uh, Chompette. Chompette is great. So is Booette. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're ever there, there's a whole there's a bottomless well of this sort of thing. The sillier, the better. Yes, that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, me too. So. Um, I'm just going to say more Bowsette and, uh, her kin. Thank you. Um, do you think we will ever, ever see it acknowledged, uh, like, in an official capacity by Nintendo? No, they're too smart for that. They are too (laughs) smart for that. We, we're not. We're not, we're not too smart for that. All right, Mark, let's, um, get out of what I'm generously calling the news. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, If you liked the episode at all, please share it with your friends. Maybe other people who are, you know, uh, excited about Bowsette and would be interested in hearing more of conversation about her. Mark, are you looking up Bowsette right now? (laughs) I could see you doing something with your phone over there. You should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell. And the show is at Named Cart Society. You should come back on Thursday because we are going to be talking all about our experiences with Dragalia Lost. You can check out our Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to dot or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, Goombet's already a thing, so don't bother looking for that one. Are you going to show me what you're looking for? All right. Thanks for listening.